Hi, Dan. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Doing great. How you doing? I'm doing great. I have a question for you because it's just you and me today on the podcast. So I thought, it's true. Why not use that as an opportunity to get to know each other on a deeper level? Wow. So 250 episodes of the Chris and Dan podcast wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what, like <laughs> 30 years like of friendship. 30 years and- of friendship. <laughs> we are just scratching the surface. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Where better to do it than episode 40, whatever this is, of the second edition of the Brunch Breakdown. Right. I think together you and I have, you've got a wealth of experience here, but you and I in the podcasting realm together have (laughs) well over, probably close to 350 episodes together cumulatively on on podcasts. So yeah, yeah. I'm fascinated to know what question this could be. What 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 stones have not gone on gone on turn? Right. <laughs> you know, and I think I might know the answer to this question, but I want to I want to know for sure because uh, our boy Didi is injured. That's correct. He's injured, and he's uh, he he was scratched from from today's game. Yes. Uh, next so week, scratch. Yeah, he he has a. Uh, he has an upper body injury and uh, <laughs> he's day to day. We'll find out he's going to be available for next week. We'll let you know at the press conference. We'll leave uh, we'll leave the door ajar for his availability. <laughs> see what his progress is like throughout the week. <laughs> I love it. Um, I want to know what your worst injury is or was the worst injury you've ever suffered. Ooh. That's a great question. Um, I have actually never, and I'm knocking on wood, not that I'm going to run a high risk of it right now, but I've never broken a bone. Milk does a body good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it really does. It really does. Um, so I've never broken a bone, but for me, this is an easy answer. If we're talking specifically injury, it's the right knee. It's it's the right knee and the multiple dislocations <laughs> and probably some, you know, slight tears, that type of thing. There's definitely scar tissue going on down in my knee, which gives you that nice Velcro sound as you walk up the stairs behind me and you hear the Velcro and you're like, what is that? And I'm like, well, that's the right knee. Yeah. That's what's making all Dan, that. So. Dan's knee sounds like Rice Krispies. It does. Basically. If you stepped on a bag of Rice Krispies, that's exactly how it sounds. And kind of feels if you put your hand on it. <laughs> yeah. It happens when I bend the knee. It's pretty disgusting. Uh, the left knee isn't that far behind as a second worse. That's actually been the most recent one. Um, after 10 years of clean knee uh, history, that that one popped up last year. But for sure, it's the the tendons and, the, and all the nasty stuff within within the knees. What about you? Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I feel like we're at the point now in our lives where like those injuries that we've had <clears throat> from our youth are now like coming back to like show their face again. Right. You know, you always hear about that where you're like, oh, if you break a bone when you're younger, you'll be fine for a while. But then when you're like 40, it's going to nag the shit out of you every day. For sure. <clears throat> I have broken both of my wrists on separate occasions. Ooh. And those continue to, to bother me on a daily basis. Uh, what continue? They, they have been bothering me on a daily basis. Um, but I 
I had a hip injury playing hockey. That Ooh, was, I remember this brutal. Yeah. yeah. And it was like this weird, like I got hit and I fell this awkward way where my knee kind of got like pinned behind me and I like fell over top of it. Yeah. And like the knee was actually okay, but my hip got all jacked up. And, um, that's the one I'm pretty sure that 10 years from now, like it's going to be bad. Like I'm going to feel when it's about to rain, I'm going to feel it in my hip. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like that old, that old person shit. Yeah. yeah that, I'm gonna definitely sure I'm going to feel it in my hip. I'm super worried about that with my knees. I really am. And yeah. I'm hoping that like knee replacement surgery will be even more advanced because you can only get that once. They always tell you to hold off on knee surgery as long as you can, because I actually have a coworker whose knees, I guess were worse than mine at one point And he's in his thirties and he was considering knee replacement. And they said, no, you, those things last a maximum of 50 years and you're not going to get a second knee replacement surgery in your eighties. If you make it that far, (laughs) it's just not going to happen. So you've got to push those things and then we'll talk. But I have a, I have a scary feeling that that's always, and I've always been like concerned about my knees, about like working out my legs too much, even because of that becoming an issue again, is that it's just so there's just that unease, that tension there that I'm worried that something else is going to happen. Uh, but eventually I have a feeling that one or both of these suckers is going to have to go under the knife, man. It's not fun getting old. No, it's not. Yeah. All those stories that you hear, they're unfortunately coming true, coming true. Well, Didi has long been suffering, uh, from a little back thing going on. And, yeah, uh, he's been carrying this podcast far too long. So it's about time he got some, rest. that's right. That's right. Yeah. He had a slip disc cause he's been carrying uh, us on his back for 45 episodes or whatever. What is today's episode? Do you know the number? I don't, well, people will know when they listen, yeah, right? 43, 43, something like that. I think, uh, 44, maybe 44. I don't know. Couple fours. Uh, yeah. Well, Welcome to the brunch breakdown. Here we are. <laughs> and I, I don't know where it goes from here uh, because Dee Dee normally handles things. I'm like preparing for this episode. Like, yeah, we do a cold open and then other stuff happens. But one thing I know, Dan, is that we almost always forget to run through where people can find us. And I'm not going to let that happen. Not on my watch. So tell yes. the people where they can find the brunch breakdown. I love it. And I appreciate it. You're absolutely right. Uh, and of course you can find the brunch breakdown anywhere that you listen to podcasts, including where you're listening to it right now. And that of course includes Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and our announcement from a couple of weeks ago, now available on iHeartRadio. Um, that one's really cool. The iHeartRadio podcasting features are very, very cool. So we encourage you to, to check that out. If you haven't found a quite a comfortable home for us yet, check out iHeartRadio. And those episodes come to you every Wednesday morning will be available for your listening pleasure. And of course, the full video episodes, uh, you're also able to see that those released every Wednesday afternoon around noon Eastern at 9 a.m. Pacific, you're out on the West Coast. Those are available on our YouTube and Facebook pages. Uh, they premiere around that time and available on demand any day of the week if you can't listen or watch at that time. Of course, uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, at Brunch Breakdown. And a special shout out to our podcasting brother, cousin, whatever, 
uh, second cousin, uh, Brendan over at the legend status podcast. We welcome uh, any new listeners of, of his, uh, he's been, you know, shouting us out. We want to do the same to him. So check him out. The legend status podcast. He's at legend status post that pod there as well. His episodes every Tuesday, our episodes every Wednesday and your week is set. What a beautiful thing. It is beautiful. Yes. Um, today on the show, we're going to talk about March madness because Dan, it is March. And naturally by the time we release this are the first those like playing games are they happening on wednesday i don't even know no, they're on thursday they they're on thursday okay yeah well it'll be just about ready to go for march madness so if you want to know who not to pick or what not to pay attention to we'll tell you um <laughs> we're gonna talk about the grammys because dan watched them and I'm interested to hear you compare them to well, it was the golden globes. that just happened, right? Yes. All right. So I exactly. want the comparison. Um, and then we have an international edition of food court brunch court. Is it what, wait, what do we call it? Brunch court. Yeah. Brunch court. Yeah. Brunch court where we put foods to the test and rule in favor or against international edition. I'm very excited for that. And then we're going to talk about what we're listening to, but we start with bruise day and I always go first, but I let's switch it up because why Are you not? Sure, I'm I'm sure. I, I want to hear what you, you're getting into. You usually don't like when I go first and then set you up for. Well, this is a beer, and then you know, <laughs> that was kind of the reason why I always went last. <laughs> I have a little bit of okay. of stuff to to talk about today, so I feel confident in my in my beer as opposed to when it's a beer from Germany. From Germany. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's perfect. Then I will. I'll dive in here first. Uh, I don't think I featured this beer on this podcast before. I have featured this brewery. One of my favorites. One of the only things that I enjoy out of Cleveland. Sorry, boys. Um, <laughs> is <laughs> is Platform. Platform Brewery is one of my ultimate favorites, hands down, period. And they make a sour series. It really wasn't the thing that they started off doing, but they've now gone into this sour series and it's their uh, slushy sour series. They have a separate building that they brewed in from their main brewery and things like that. I hope to get there one day. Um, but it's called, it's the Martian series. And what I've got for you today is this beautiful can. I should have done this when we talked Mars a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I picked it up and I was like, why didn't I drink this beer when we talked? <laughs> this is literally a Mars beer. That is. So that one's on me. But this is the Red Martian. And this is their slushy style sour with fruit bunch flavors. That's right. It's fruit punch. So everything that you've said so far sounds amazing. <laughs> and it is. It's it's an it's an amazing beer. There's pineapple in here, raspberry, orange, uh, vanilla. Of course, they add the lactose. All of those adjuncts come together beautifully. This is an amazing beer. The Red Martian. Now they have the Green Martian in the series, the Blue Martian in the series. Those are okay. This is the one. The Red Martian. Uh, if you can get your hand on it, and you don't have to just be from Cleveland to find this beer. It is available in other places as well. So yeah, the fruit punch style slushy sour from uh platform again, for people that are kind of weary on sour beers, this wasn't, isn't overly sour. You're naturally going to get some of that tartness from some of those fruits and adjuncts that just come naturally uh, with those fruits. But I love this beer. This is a wonderful, wonderful one platform. You've done it again. And I thank you. If you're typically sour on sours, or sour on Cleveland, here's your chance. <laughs> here's your chance to buy in the Red I Martian. It. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
That sounds like something given the spirit of uh, the week, St. Patrick's Day, that I could drink way too much of that. So yes, yes. Uh, dangerous, dangerous. I forget what the, uh, where's my ABV on here? It's actually, oh, it's actually low. It's five, six. That's good. Five, six. So yeah, that's one of those things where you're crushing them. You don't realize that's ha- what's going on there. Yeah. That was a responsible <laughs> choice by platform. How, yes. People helping people right there. Right. <laughs> um, mine's not going to be that big of a surprise because, well, if you listen to last week's Brews Day, it's not going to be that big of a surprise because I asked about yes. uh, Hitchhiker Brewing's dry Irish stout and that's what I'm drinking. There it is. Lovely. It's almost St. Patrick's Day. And I will admit, I already popped this open because one, I wanted to look at it and I got that here as well. If you're uh, not watching on YouTube or Facebook, check it out. Um, And you gave some good background information last week about what a dry stout is. And I also looked up more information about what a dry stout is and read that the hop bitterness is typically medium to medium high. And I read that right before I sipped on this. And it was like one of the weirder experiences of like a first sip of a beer Mm -hmm. because you get the stout first. Like it's like clearly a stout, right? And then like, as you finish it, there's like a little bitterness to it that is on the back end. And it's just, it's like a strange, it's a very strange experience. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm a fan. I mean, I would, I will drink this entire thing. I like it. And, uh, and I was also surprised 4.9 ABV, which typically stouts are on the higher end. Am am I correct? And with dry stouts is that that's what you find pretty common with the, the dryness with the hops and the different things that they, the ingredients that they use, they can get that ABV down because they're adding flavor in other ways. And I've had one. Yeah. Once. And it is, it's unique, right? It's a pretty unique beer because you, it's, it looks like a stout yeah. kind of smells like a stout and you expect it to be a stout, but you get that dryness and yeah. that hoppiness that you don't expect in one and blends it all together. I just took another sip, my second sip of this beer. And like, it's just strange because you feel like, like part of the sip feels like an feels like, and tastes like an IPA, but at the end of the day, it's a stout. It's yeah. a, I shouldn't say strange because strange is like a negative connotation. Like it's interesting. It's like, interesting. it's good. Unique. Yes. Yeah. Unique New York. It's, that's it's a great, great. Hey, that was a great breakdown by you. Good. Uh, good looking out there being in the on deck circle. You, you did well there, kid. You did. Well Thank there. you. Thank you. I felt like I needed to bring more to the table this week. Um, and also like I drink so many IPAs that I'm just like, yeah, it's an IPA. I like, I like IPAs. And it, yeah. so this one made me expand my horizons a little bit. That's good. IPAs yeah, can be harder to distinguish when you're asked to break the, them down to an audience of millions as we do here each and every week. So oh, yeah. you really you really did a nice job with that. Impressed. I appreciate that, Dan. Impressed. Thank you. Thank yeah, you very of course. much. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's get it off our chest here. And uh, I'm going to go second. So, yeah. oh, wait, hold on. Breaking news. Before I let you go into that. Oh, boy. I texted Daniel Dudley before we started this. And I said, Sanka, you're dead. <laughs> and he just responded and said, we must finish the race. <laughs> so he's, he's alive. 
Uh, this is good. He says he does not feel good, but he's alive. So breaking news, <laughs> Daniel Dudley living, breathing. And we're happy to hear that now, Dan. Confirmed. Good. Get it off your chest. Now we can go on. And <laughs> I'm not sure if that news would have gone another way if we would have still gone on. But here we are. <laughs> that would have been real weird. Real, real, real weird. Real, real awkward on that one. Um, so this is an interesting segue into my get it off my chest for this week. And I, I, this isn't going to be popular. And that's kind of what this is all about, okay. right? <laughs> okay. okay. I'm talking about St. Patrick's Day for my okay. Good Dr. Chess segment here today. Okay. Um, as somebody with no Irish descent in my blood on either side of my family line, St. Patrick's Day to me is kind of like being a plus one to a wedding where you don't know anybody there. You're just there with your your boo, your bae, your friend, whoever it may be. And you're at this wedding and you literally don't know anybody else. And they're all having the time of their lives. And you're like, well, this is fun, I guess. Enjoy some food, get some drinks. And that's kind of it. So it, it is. It's unique. It's unique to me. And I've always had this kind of perspective because as a kid, it didn't really mean anything to me. People wore green at school and that was kind of it. Right. Maybe there was a lunch special that was Irish related. And that was it. What else did you do as a kid? Especially with there's no Irish family. There was no other celebrating. Um, as a college student, it's a completely different experience. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, who you're with, where you're from, what's in your bloodline. Everybody's getting down. Everybody's Irish. Everybody's Irish. <laughs> um, it's amazing. It's a different experience than in college and even in your mid 20s as well. As a mature adult, it's, it's changed. It's, it's clearly changed. Um, I don't need to be around, uh, drunk college kids and younger kids drinking trash green mud light anymore. I don't need that. It's just not as fun for me. And you'd rather be talking on a podcast, drinking quality beer. Exactly. Much rather, much rather be doing that. Um, and I realized that this is coming out on St. Patrick's day. So I'm, this, the timing is, <laughs> It's not ideal for those that you are celebrating right now and, and listening to this. Um, that's also not how they celebrate in Ireland whatsoever. It doesn't <laughs> it, do some hist- research in history. It is not like that at all. And we live in a city, Chris, in Pittsburgh. And that's why I kind of want to, I want to garner some feedback here. I really want to get feedback from all of our listeners that aren't in Western Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh is weird because there's a large percentage of Irish people living in Pittsburgh. We have one of the biggest St. Patrick's Day parades in the country. There are it's like New York and Boston are really the only ones and and those those make sense and then you think oh naturally Pittsburgh three. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um it's just huge. There's people at work that are always wearing green and talking it up and I'm like you know, I'm German. We have Oktoberfest. Um and that's different, I guess. It's longer um, but there's no parade. Uh, I'm also very Italian and in, in Pittsburgh, there's little Italy days and that is nowhere near the same. It's just a lovely little event to go to in the summer to go get some calzones and things like that while walking around the neighborhood. Um, so for me, I haven't really ever been able to connect with St. Patrick's day, um, aside from those few years in college. So it's a little bit of a weird holiday for me. Um, and I guess we're just surrounded by so many people that are Irish, and I understand that, but I don't. I don't know. I don't really know what to do with myself 
on St. Patrick's Day. Chris, I know you are very much Irish and celebrate it very much wholeheartedly, but that's why I don't know. Are we in such a, a weird city where it is blown up so much because of the amount of Irish people here? Is it maybe a little more casual in other cities where I feel a little bit more comfortable at that wedding? I don't know. So just St. Patrick's Day, it's kind of weird to me, but here we are drinking a red <laughs> beer on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, I don't, that's a great question. I don't know what it's like in other cities. I really don't. Like, if you're listening and you're not from Pittsburgh, a unique thing about Pittsburgh is, in addition to what Dan said, uh, we have a street called Carson Street that is Mm. second to only Bourbon Street in New Orleans in terms of bars per block. So, like... It's a match made in heaven in Pittsburgh where it's like there's 100 bars on this one street and everyone's Irish. What do you think's going to happen? It's a complete shit show. Every year. <laughs> it's true. And it's like actually the la- I was thinking about that this week is like kind of the last thing that happened in Pittsburgh before everything shut down. I remember yep. the mayor was like, we're shutting down right after St. Patrick's Day. And a lot of yeah. people were like, why aren't you shutting down before St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know what it's like in other places. Like. Uh, the way I celebrate it now, like you mentioned, is like completely different than how I used to celebrate it. But I I still do get, um, I still do look forward to it. Like it's still a thing for, for my family, but now it's, it's not like drink literally all day. Um, right. Yeah. So that's why I don't, I like there was a blizzard in 1993 where they dropped, it dropped 23 inches of snow in 24 hours and the parade went on. (laughs) Holy shit. It went on. (laughs) It like has never, it's been going on for such a long time. It's a, people take off of work for this thing. They don't only do it on the weekends. It's no matter when St. Patrick's day is, I think, right. It's that's when the parade is. Yeah. Um, is Are they, uh, is there a parade this year or is that there's canceled? Not. Oh, there's no parade this year. Like the first time in forever, huh? Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's weird for me. I mean, I think there, I think I'd have more naturally a little bit more pride in it if I was Irish. And I realized that, uh, with the family I'm marrying into and my future wife, my, our kids will be part Irish. Um, I don't know if that'll change it for me. Maybe I'll throw in a, you know, a green shirt that is about as close to celebrating any more as it is again, the green beer days are behind me and it's just one of those days. So on October, so, cause like one thing that I've heard people mention who are Irish and I don't share this with other people who say this, but like, they say like, it annoys me that everybody acts like they're Irish on St. Patrick's day. That has never bothered me because I've always been like ah. more people to the party. Let's yes. go. Yes. Now for you with Oktoberfest, I am also German, but I'm much more Irish than German. So like, mm-hmm. I don't really identify as much with the Oktoberfest thing. Um, does that bug you at all? Where it's like everybody like dresses up or like carries like German flags or whatever. And then they're not no. really German. I don't think that does. I think I'm I'm just like you where it's like, yeah, hey, the more the merrier. Let's all celebrate it. It's kind of that family atmosphere where everybody's jumping on tables and singing the doing the jigs and the cheers and everybody gets down to Hofroy Haas, you know, have a <laughs> lager, whatever. But yeah, I think that's more of a I I'm with you there. I'm I'm okay with that. But I've I wondered that too with St. Patrick's Day. It's yeah. like I, hey, I don't want to impose here. I don't want to act like I'm <laughs> 
Um, I'm, I'm one of everybody. Yeah, here. people are too drunk to know. Like, it's, it's fine. Okay. I, I also think part of the reason why St. Patrick's Day is like way bigger than some of those other ones is because it's like starting to get nice out, you know? Oh, that's an interesting point. Never thought about that. You can like walk around outside most of the time during St. Patrick's Day. For whatever reason, especially here, like it seems to be like 60 degrees right around St. Patrick's Day for the first time in forever. Right, right. That's, that's, yeah. Like, whereas I need to look up the most German based city in the United States and see if they have a Oktoberfest like bigger thing. Cause obviously that's goes on for the period of weeks. So that's not the same. It's not one day. If Oktoberfest was one day, then maybe that yeah. could be something that could be compared to, that's, but that's gotta be part of it too. That's yeah. gotta be part of it. So just fascinating, interesting little holidays where really has nothing to do with why the dates on the calendar. Well, you're welcome to my St. Patrick's day party anytime, Dan, um, except this year, because we still have to socially distance, yeah, but otherwise we're not going to ask you to show your Irish so I can wear different colors. I don't have to drink green beer and I can avoid the corned beef hash and all next, that. Stuff. Next year, we'll have a dry Irish stout together. How's that sound? Oh, that sounds lovely. We, we, you have a deal. You got me in for that. I like it. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> um, okay. I want to talk about the NCAA tournament, March Madness coming up. And I'm very aware that the last time I talked about sports for my opening rant, most people did not receive it very well. Okay. Right. <laughs> I understand. People didn't like me taking championships away from teams who won fake championships. That's fine. Okay. You can have your own opinion. Uh, I didn't ask for yours. So, but thanks for telling me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is no way in H-E double hockey sticks that I take this year's winner of the NCAA tournament seriously. There is not a chance because I just watched conference tournaments have teams have to opt out in the middle of the tournament when like the next day they were supposed to play. And then that team that they were supposed to play just moved on. That's going to happen. I really think that's going to happen a shit ton during March madness this year. And so like, how am I, how am I supposed to take that seriously? If you're betting on the tournament this year, don't do it. Don't I'm with you. I am. I think this is like the most, this will be the most jacked up champion. Yeah. That we have. Obviously we've seen other sports and what they had to do. The NFL got through pretty clean. Uh, the end of the hockey season and the basketball season last year obviously was interrupted, restarted, done in bubbles, done with restructuring of how teams made playoffs and whatnot, but ultimately still found a champion. This could just really be a complete and utter disaster. And in fact, because of those things that you mentioned, the teams in the tournament, some of them shouldn't be there. And yeah. it, it's it's fascinating how how this is going to end. I really don't know. I'm with you. If if any championship that I would put the the biggest star, the biggest biggest asterisk next to, will probably be this one. Depending on who it is, but still, this season has just kind of been super strange. You 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 talked about when college basketball started back up in November, how 
home court advantage is so huge in basketball just because of this, these small venues in college basketball and how the students are right there on top of you, even more so than football. And so you take that away, what you mentioned about the, the conference tournaments, about teams just moving on because the other team had a, had a positive test and there's no days in between to d- check for false negatives and whatnot. And that just jacked everything up. And here we are in the weirdest, I mean, it's great to have it back because right. We didn't have, this was the first one that got canceled last year. We didn't have March madness. We didn't have most conference tournaments. Didn't even start. A lot of them got stopped um, just within the first couple of days. And it's nice to have March madness back, back, but it's certainly going to be one of the, the absolute weirdest tournament of all time. Yeah. I just like, I'm not even, I, I, I'm not going to fill out a bracket. I haven't even looked at the bracket. To be honest with you, going back to what you said, I I did not watch a single college basketball game this year simply because like the spirit of college basketball to me is so much about the students and the atmosphere and that nobody had that this year. Mm -hmm. So I was not interested in watching any of the games. I did not watch any games, even for my favorite team, Pitt. I did not watch a single game. And um, I don't know, like... ACC tournament, like out of nowhere, Duke's just like, uh, we're not going to finish this. And we're also just quitting. We're like, we're, we're done for the year. But like, they were like on a bubble team. So imagine if Duke gets in and like, what would their seed have been as compared to like, who got that now? And how does that affect how the bracket works out? Like, I know Duke wasn't very good this year, but it's Duke. It's not like they don't have any talent. They can knock off a few teams. I just think like from the start, it's already, I already hate it. And then I know they're going to try and bubble up and, and we can get into that, but like, there's, there's no way six out of 68 teams and however many players there are uh, combined, there's going to, there, I guarantee you there's teams that are going to be dropping out of this thing. Yeah. Let's dive into this a little bit more because I, you're right. And the way that it's set up is even weirder because the first four games, which normally would take place on Tuesday, uh, have been shifted to Thursday. And then the first round will be Friday, Saturday. And then the next round will be Sunday, Monday. And that was done to allow for enough time for testing to get everybody in this quote-unquote bubble. And I'm using quote-unquote bubble because this is a lot of people (laughs) in a pretty still big area you know, they're not all playing in one venue. They're playing in a small area of Indiana, but it's still, yeah. there's still some widespread action there. And it's not like what the NBA did where they're all like on the campus of Disney. Exactly. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. And so that already messes things up because Thursdays and Friday is an amazing time to watch college, college basketball. It's usually the best day of the tournament. So now that's Friday, Saturday. Now you're going to have basketball Monday afternoon that's going to throw a lot of people off and up until Thursday, I think at five o'clock is around when the first, first four game takes place. If there is a team with multiple COVID tests by then they know that they won't be able to play, whether that be Thursday or Friday, there's a replacement team that takes their spot. No matter what the seed is, what? Yes. So the first four, the, the last four out, they oh, they started to do that recently, right? Last yeah, couple yeah, years, yeah. they told you the last four out. 
And the first team of that group is Louisville. Now, Louisville didn't play very many people this year. Um, again, not, not necessarily their fault, but they got left out. So if there is a team, let's take Georgia Tech, for example, because they actually have had a potential case and apparently there's no contact tracing. If they came out today, Wednesday or Thursday and found multiple players with positive COVID tests, because you can have, you need five healthy players, but if there's contact tracing and they say Georgia Tech's out, Louisville gets their spot. No matter where it is in the bracket, no matter what the seed, no matter what the opponent, Louisville takes their spot. Now, that's only up until the first game. After that, once the first game tips off of the first four, then it goes based on the way it went in conference tournaments where it's ruled a no contest and the opponent will just advance to the next round regardless of that. So this is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. And I look, and looking at your face as I'm saying this, I know you're feel. I want to know everything that's going on inside that brain because it's it's crazy. They're trying to like find a way to secure the tournament as much as possible, but this like replacement thing. No, no, you didn't make it. Period. You didn't make it. So that's wait, it. it. Should be the end. Is Georgia Tech in a play-in game, or are they just in the first round? I think they're just in the first round. I don't actually believe they're in a play-in game. So. What is Louisville doing right now? They're just on call. Yes, they are. That's the thing that there are those. I forget how many teams it actually is. It's certainly four. It's certainly the first four out. I think the number is actually larger, though, of teams that are on standby practicing and quarantining together on standby in the event that that happens before the first game on Thursday, and then they're deemed a replacement team and they make it into the tournament, whether that game be Thursday or Friday or Saturday in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, right. I don't want to be that guy. No, but, but like these, <laughs> I would feel so much differently about this if we were talking about the NBA, but we're talking about college basketball. Right. <laughs> like these that you're right. That meant that's a completely different scenario. I think yeah. people would be more because uh, if like the Knicks, if if like the Knicks just missed the playoffs and then like the last team in uh was all got COVID. They're like, okay, Nick's, you're going to go in. And like, you could say like, okay, well, Hey, we're going to keep practicing because you're paid professional athletes and this is your job and we're going to make you do it. Mm -hmm. But like, <laughs> so Louisville's just, they just have these kids continuing to quarantine and continuing to practice at the hope that some team might get COVID and then they get to play in the turn. It's just, yeah. just ridiculous. And like, how much pride do you have at that point? You're like, well, we didn't actually make this. We were in because some other team, had multiple COVID tests. And I mean, I'm sure you could use that as motivation as we had to show them why we deserve to be in this thing, but oof. I, I don't know what the odds are of that truly happening. Obviously those teams are coming off of conference tournaments. So there's plenty of travel going on. They got to get to Indiana and, and everything with that. So it's up until that first game Thursday where I don't know if I want that to happen or if I don't want that to happen. I don't know what to root for. <laughs> Not that I want I'm rooting for anybody to get COVID, but that wild mess that that would be, that that would actually happen, that they'd have a replacement team 
Yeah. Well, it's watch. Fascinating. Man, Louisville like gets put in because some team gets COVID and then the deadline hits and then like the team they're playing gets COVID and then they just automatically yeah, move automatically into the second <laughs> Right. I and just, I heard somebody uh, talk about this on radio this week that say it's a 16 seed. Say it's, I think Appalachian State's a 16 seed. Say they've got positive tests and they're out. So now the number one seed is playing a really good Louisville team. Yeah, so like now Not Baylor like is playing 16. Louisville. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> wait a minute. What the hell? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm here for that. I'll tell you that. I'm, <laughs> I'm here for that because then we could have like only the the second ever 16 seed to beat a one seed. I, I'm here for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is all this is all a little silly. Not saying that I won't watch because I think, I mean, I took I took a long weekend so I could watch, not knowing what the hell it was going to look like. Yeah. Um, so it'll be fun to to still watch the games. Cause there's always crazy stuff that happens too, but, um, I'm normally so excited for it. And this year I'm just like, whatever, I suppose maybe a good thing or something that works in favor of the games is like some fans, I guess are going to be allowed. Is that sure. right? Yes. So yeah. that helps the atmosphere a little bit. Yeah. And that'll be good because you're right without the fans. It's that makes such a game changer. Even when watching it on TV, um, seeing these teams that don't play each other that don't normally have the matchup and you have the upsets, but it's just so weird this year. Cause like you have UCLA and Michigan state in the play in a playing game for the 11 seed. And they're going to end up playing a higher seed team. That's a mid major. So that's no longer an upset. It's like, <laughs> exactly. what the hell you had teams like, yeah. Like you mentioned Duke, not even making the tournament, Kentucky, not even making the tournament. And that just jacks everything up. So I hope for some excitement. You're right. It won't be the same, not the same amount of gusto as it does every single year. This is usually my favorite time of the year because of this. And, you know, hopefully we can still get some of those upsets. You get a Cinderella in there that, that does some damage, but yeah, I don't know who to pick either. I wasn't going to fill out a bracket. I had no intention of filling out a bracket. And I had a, we had a, a friend of, of ours reach out and doing a bracket pull. And I was like, Oh, what the hell? Nothing to, nothing to lose there. Do you have anybody in mind? Is there any, anybody besides a number one seed that you could see winning this? Because to me, that's literally the only teams that could win this are number one seeds. Cause I don't know anything about any of them. Dan, I can't even tell you who the number one seeds are. <laughs> <laughs> so no, <laughs> in a year where Illinois is a number one seed. Yeah. There's really not a lot to understand from this year and what is going on. What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I, I'll tell you what, like I was, uh, I've met, I mentioned this randomly very frequently on this podcast, but like I always watch ESPN with the sound off when I'm working out yeah. during the day. And, um, they like on the, on the ticker on the side and on the bottom, they like consistently alternate between the men's tournament bracket and the women's right. tournament bracket. <laughs> and I'm like trying to figure out what the hell's going on. I was like, this team's a like a three seed. And then it's, I'm, Oh, it says women's like, yeah. So that confused me even more because I don't know who the hell is what the hell is what, but right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, what's I'm happen. I'm rooting for Gonzaga. I'm typically not a Gonzaga fan. I know some people are just from the, their story of still technically being a mid major, not being able to get over the hump. I think Mark Few is an amazing coach. This is like the Chris Dan podcast. Like, are they really, a one seed? They are a one seed. They're the number one overall seed. They're undefeated. So that's one that screwed me up because I saw they were a five seed but they're a five Uh, seed in the women's tournament. Yes. They are the number one overall trying to go undefeated all the way through. 
I think this would, even though the, I'd still put a huge asterisk next to them on this, if, if anybody's going to win it this year, I think it should be them. So that's my pick and that's don't take a whole lot of stock and certainly don't bet on that because of me. That's fair. It's uh yeah, I couldn't fair tell fair. you who I'm picking, but that yeah. sounds like a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will start taking sports seriously again in the fall. I've decided that I'm not until then. Cause I'm assuming things are going to be normal. That's fair. And you don't take baseball seriously, no matter what the season. So the summer doesn't really even count. <sighs> that's a fan. Thank you for that. Yeah. Right. That's very, very good. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the Grammys, Danny. Yes. Um, and this is something I have like literally zero information on. So I need you to fill me in on what the hell happened. I'll try to fill you in and try not to do it over the course of the next 60 minutes. Uh, Cause I could certainly go that long and do an entire podcast <laughs> regarding the Grammys, but it's my favorite night. A lot of people's favorite night. The, their big fans of music were the Grammys that took place this past week. And naturally it had to be a little bit different this year, right? Just like the golden golden globes were, we, I broke those down a couple of weeks ago, how weird it was with the, zoom interactions and and everything like that the grandmas had their own spin okay so somehow they still had a three and a half hour show which i was like if any year that you you scale it back a little bit this is probably the year to do it (laughs) no we had a half hour on (laughs) okay um and the way that they did that was they added a shit ton of performances (laughs) and really made this like a, a mini festival for you on nice. Sunday night via TV. And and Trevor Noah did an amazing job as host. I really thought he was fantastic at it. And he mentioned that in his monologue. Like, you haven't been able to go to, go to concerts for the last 365 days, so we're here to bring concerts to you tonight. And so they really, really stacked up the amount of performances. And unfortunately, as a result of that, scaled back on the number of awards they actually handed out in person. Um, so I'll kind of break this up. Wait, they did any, they handed out any of them in person? They did. They handed out. A, How maybe. did that work? So yeah, oh, I'll talk. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll talk about the uh, awards first. Um, they, they, they did the ceremony on like this outdoor rooftop across from the Staples Center where the awards would normally be taking place. And it looked like a lovely little venue for a wedding or something like that. <laughs> it really did. And they had... Um, a very small stage and they had a few tables out there and some chairs that were very clearly eight feet apart, perhaps. And they had the nominees for the categories when they gave the categories away in those first couple of tables up front, unlike the golden globes where nobody was there. It was frontline workers. Those were the only people in the building. This was outside. It's in, it was in LA it made it a little bit easier for people to be able to be there in person. They were wearing masks, still doing that, still staying apart. But it felt like they only gave away the awards to people that could actually be there and show up, which is oh. why it felt like they didn't give away that many. They gave like, away the major ones. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Some awards that you would expect them to give away, it felt like they didn't want to invite that many people, which is also very possible that they just needed to keep the number low. And so they're just going to like, we're just going to focus on these awards, invite these people. Everybody else will win another way. So that's very possible. Uh, so that was strange um, that there, there weren't many awards um, in terms of the awards. If I had to ask, I wanted to ask you this question, Chris, 
if you got to win record of the year or album of the year, which award would you rather have? Record is an individual song. Okay. An album is obviously the entire album. Which award would you rather have? Uh, first off, that question made me think of like how what generations call different things in music. Yeah. Because like somebody the other day said like, I can't wait to buy that CD. And what they meant was album. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, So I run into that problem. So you said record or album? Record or album of the year. I would go album. I think most people would, right? Because it's like, it's it's for your collective work. The totality of your work. Yes. Feels like it's a harder award to win. That wasn't the last award that they gave out. It was very, very strange. You know, they always save that big one, uh, motion picture of the year, everything like that, those big awards. They always save that for last. There's all this focus on record of the year. I'm like, why is record of the year apparently more valuable, more important than album of the year? So that part I didn't get because there's also song of the year, which is very confusing. What? Song of the year is for the actual song writing. Record of the year is for the production and performance of the song. So song is literally songwriting. Record is the piece of music collectively as a produced piece okay, of music. Okay, so one's the process, one's the end product. Exactly. So they gave away these awards. They gave away song of the year to uh, her and Tierra Thomas for I Can't Breathe was absolutely a no-brainer for song of the year. Uh, the lyrics of that song, absolutely. They gave away... Album of the year went to Taylor Swift for Folklore, which I'm okay with. I think I'd rather have seen Dua Lipa or Post Malone win that award. Uh, Dua Lipa did win Best Pop, Vo- Vo- Best Pop Vocal Album. Easy for me to say. Um, so I was glad to see that, but, you know, Taylor Wynn was kind of like, okay, kind of saw that coming. Did they not and, take into account the, the brunchies at all? For, clearly for not. Clearly not, because that's what I'm rooting based off of our our, our nominations and our winners yeah. right there, right? Dua Lipa. This is a big Dua Lipa house on Sunday. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, and then record of the year went to Billie Eilish. And she made it very clear that she didn't deserve the award. She thought Megan Thee Stallion should have won the award. She said, you had an amazing year. This literally should be going to you, on and on and on. And I thought about it, and then it gets me getting, thinking into this record of the year, album of the year. Record of the year, again, it's one song. Billie Eilish did not put out an album last year. She put out, I think, three songs. One of them deserves to win record of the year. It did. There's no doubt about it. Megan Thee Stallion had a bigger year, yes, because she put out a ton of music. So the fact that they make that such a big accomplishment, it's like, wait a minute, we should be focusing on album because that's the whole year really focusing on it, and there's way more work involved with that. Is that... Is that... um, Is the way they did that, though... Like in terms of what they presented last and, and I guess gave like the most gusto to, is that unique to this year? Like, do they normally do it that way? See that I was wondering that and I meant to research that because I feel like maybe they've done that the last few years, but I don't think it's always been that way. And maybe I'm just completely wrong. I could be completely wrong, but it just feels like that's always been a focus is album of the year. Yeah. And and I don't know if I'm maybe I could be mixing it up with the VMAs where they give away those type of awards and American music awards and all those other ones, billboard, 
they all focus on album of the year. Maybe I'm blending it in with that, but that's where I'm just a little bit perplexed as though why that's not seen as, and actually something else to talk about quickly is I thought they did something very cool because again, this wasn't a normal ceremony. So like you would see with golden globes or the Oscars, you know, I'll I'll use the Oscars as as an example throughout the night, they'll do these little vignettes and little highlights of the movies nominated for best most motion picture. Very helpful if you haven't seen all any of them, which is typically what what I am. It's like here's here's uh, forty five seconds for you to decide if you think this deserves to win. <laughs> I'm like that looks good. That one looks stupid. Um, they did that with record of the year, and these this director had these these little movies about the song and about the song making process with the artist. I thought that was awesome. I want to see that again. That should be something they do in the future. Um, but I don't know if that. I think it should focus to more album of the year um best well, new artist did go ahead that makes me wonder if it's like been a shift just because of like how our listening habits have shifted yeah and i thought about that too with streaming and everything like that i think it's easier to have to be more successful for a single because yeah. now you don't have to buy the album to get the single right, it, right. You, you know cd days even pre-napster and all that you needed the the, the album so now you can truly judge a single versus the album. And so I think the album success could be judged differently and it's should be more acclaimed. Um, but just some thoughts on that. Uh, some other highlights, uh, Megan Thee Stallion won, did win Best New Artist. I'm okay with her winning over Phoebe Bridgers, even though I was rooting for, for Phoebe, but I'm okay with that. Um, I did have a problem with Best Alternative Album, went to Fiona Apple over Tame Impala. You got that wrong. You got that wrong. <laughs> You absolutely got that wrong. Um, I'm not even going to get into the whole weekend thing where he wasn't even nominated for his incredible album. Really? Yeah, that huge, huge issue. Huge issue. He's boycotting the Grammys and isn't submitting his music for future consideration anymore. And I don't blame him. And there's a big problem with that, uh, with the Grammys. And they've acknowledged that, but we'll see how that gets better. Uh, Beyonce did make history. It really was her night, deservedly so. She now has the most Grammys won by a woman and the most Grammys won by any singer, individual singer, male or female, with 28. Incredible night for uh, Beyonce. So shouts to her. That's really what it was, uh, should have been the, the focal point at the end of the night. And then quickly through some of the performances. I don't know, Chris, if you've ever watched Later with Jules Holland. It's a show on the BBC that they played on my favorite TV station, what used to be called Palladia is now called MTV live. Love that. Loved that channel. Yes. And so later with Jules Holland was again, it's filmed in Britain and they have a variety of different artists around this big room, this big round room. And there's just multiple stages and the camera just kind of shifts in a circular motion around this room. They go from one stage to the other, bringing these artists together. Sometimes the host would play with them. He interviews them between songs, really this eclectic mix of new up and coming music versus some more, you know, popular artists that, you know, the first half of the Grammys felt exactly like that. They were in this same room. There were these multiple stages. The artists would sit there and watch each other. Harry Styles would perform and then he'd sit and watch Billie Eilish perform they'd cut to him Billie Eilish would perform then the Heim sisters would perform in the middle of the room I'm like this is just an episode of Laters with Jules Holland this is stupid (laughs) this is stupid if this is how this is going to be done in this room all night um 
But then about halfway through the night, Dua Lipa performed and they changed the game completely. They're like, okay, everybody out of the room. <laughs> everybody out, you get the whole stage. We're going to give you some props and everything like that because everything else was just kind of plain. Harry Styles stood there with him in front of a band. Don't tell me he had that option. He was like, yeah, this is fine. I'll just wear a boa and we could just play. <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody else has this ultimate crazy production. Uh, so finally it started to turn up and I was like, okay, now I'm getting a little bit more feel. These are the concerts I want to see. This isn't making me miss concerts going around the room here, uh, doing something like that. And then, oh boy, Chris, if you video, if you look for a video of anything from the Grammys, you need to watch the WAP performance from Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B. Uh, if you can find it on, on the internet, because it wouldn't be surprised if it was flagged for how inappropriate it was. <laughs> I have a daughter, Dan. Oh my gosh. This is on network television on CBS. They clearly waited until it hit 10.01 where they allowed this performance to happen. <laughs> the rules change after 10 o'clock. I couldn't believe it. Like if I was watching it on YouTube, it'd be one thing or even on MTV or VH1. I'd be like, wow, that was, they acted out that, that song. They acted it out. And they did this on CBS. <laughs> network TV. On network TV. And I'm like, this is Justin Timberlake nipple flash all over again at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Almost. I was like, that's happening. That's happening. We're shutting down the Grammys. We're going to shut down the Grammys. Um, well, you kind of probably, I mean, you're, you're asking for it, right? If you're having that performance. Yeah. They were, it went way more mainstream. There's no doubt about it. There's a new head of the recording Academy. He seems like he's incredible and really going to change things for the good. And apparently that had a lot with going, uh, you know, more main focus on that type of music. Um, Lil Baby's performance with Killer Mike was incredible. Done on the streets of LA. It was like a movie. And the messaging in there was absolutely amazing. My favorite performance of the night. And then how could you forget about BTS? They ended up on a rooftop. It was amazing. So a lot of stuff. Again, I could really go into detail for 60 minutes plus about how great, how, how bad it started and how great it finished and history being made at the end. Fascinating night of Grammys, but... I, I need fans back in the venue next year. I need, I need the fans back. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I, I haven't watched any of the award shows. Um, normally I'll tune in for a little bit. They're, they're not really my cup of tea, but normally I'll tune in for a little bit just to like, see what it looks like, see what's going on. Yeah. Um, but it's just like college basketball. I, it's not, not for me this year. Right. Um, but so I know they're different award shows, but you talked about the golden globes Previously, it sounds like this one, despite its flaws, was a lot better than than that one in terms of like production. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. The Zoom thing was just super awkward with the Golden Globes. I think Tina and Amy did a great job hosting and trying to hold it all together. And they gave away all the awards out as they normally would. It was just super awkward in the speeches. This at least felt a little bit sense of normal. You had people there accepting the awards and you got a lot more performances, which... I was worried about, again, like I said, how it started. I'm like, please don't tell me this is going to be like this amateur production. And then they really, really turned it up and it was, it was awesome. So not that I want to see it like that every year. I still want the big stage, the double stages on the, on the big stage in the Staples Center with the fans. But yeah, Grammys are definitely the, the better of the two thus far. But the Oscars, the noms just came out and I'll watch that. Unfortunately, I don't know any of those movies, but I'll, we'll judge those as well. When is that? I don't know. Well, hopefully a little <laughs> while longer. Cause like, they're I think April to, they're starting to 
let things happen. Michael, you, I mean, a couple people in the room on that in one. In yeah. our area, they're now saying 50. I, well, I thought of you, Dan, when I heard it, they said outdoor events, 50% capacity. I was like, I hear Steel City Dan's music. I think uh, <laughs> I think he's getting a little excited. I think he's getting a little excited. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, the news has been good in the in the Pittsburgh area the last 48 hours. Very exciting news, exciting news. So yeah, hopefully maybe they'll be able to do something similar to that with the Oscars where there's a little bit more semblance of normalcy than there was the Golden Globes. But those are probably in April sometime. But uh, yeah, Grammys, Grammys, Grammys were good. It's always a good night, no matter what. Good job, Grammys. Yeah. I like it. Well, uh, what do you say... We make some rulings, Dan. I can't wait. This is you ready, you ready, ready to put your Judge Judy hat on? Let's do it. <laughs> She's still doing a show. She makes a shit ton of money. I she makes just, crazy money. I haven't seen or heard from her in a while. And I th- I must have been like a clip that came across my Twitter feed or something. But like, she looks different um, yep. because it's been probably 20 years since <laughs> I've seen her. And then I also couldn't believe that she's still, she's still doing the same thing. She, she's still judging. She is. Yeah. Making her I, that's amazing. That's amazing that, that she's had that l- long of a career for where there's like how many types of those shows now they're all the same where it's like divorce court or it's, there's some like theme surrounding it, but she's just like, no, um, you're the judge. I'm the judge. <laughs> Your favorite 21 pilot song. Right, little reference there. I'm the judge. Uh, <laughs> all right, Dan, which, uh, which would you like to start off with here? Because you submitted both of these. So I'm going to let you choose the order in which we make our rulings. Let's, um, let's start with the nuggets. <laughs> Find nuggets. a, a nickel for every time I said that. Okay. <laughs> let me pull this up here. This is why you need to be watching this, these videos. You're looking us. at the nuggets, <laughs> looking at the nuggets here. <laughs> Need to look at the nuggets. So you mentioned this is international edition of Brunch Court. In particular, our friends up north, north of the border, Canada, we're looking at you with Brunch Court today, okay? And perhaps we need some help. (laughs) Perhaps we need some help. So what you're looking at are the all-dressed nuggets. For those of you not watching, these are not little chicken nuggets dressed up ready to go out to dinner. They're not, <laughs> not little clothes on these nuggets. Um, if you're from Canada, you're much more familiar with the phrase of all dressed chips, I believe it is. Right. And so to run this down, for those of you not familiar, all dressed, and in this case, nuggets, combines <laughs> a variety of flavors, just fascinating flavors. And they combine combined potato chip flavors of Barbecue, ketchup, yes, ketchup, because ketchup chips are very popular in Canada, sour cream and onion, and salt and vinegar. I'm running that down one more time. So typically it's a chip that combines the flavor of barbecue, (laughs) ketchup, sour cream and onion, and salt and vinegar. However, they have put this somehow into the breading of your famous chicken nuggies um, from Burger King. Forgot to mention that. This is Burger King Canada for only $3.99 for 10-piece. Incredible deal. Chris, uh, what do you know about all-dressed chips, and what do you think about all-dressed nuggets? So the only thing I know about all-dressed chips is I've, I've only heard of them because of Letterkenny. 
Like they've right. <laughs> they've mentioned them in Letter Kenny, but I've I like you telling me those ingredients is the first time I've ever heard that. Uh and it sounds it sounds like a lot. I um so I've never tried it. Have you have you tried all dressed chips? I haven't. No. It's and I I had similar to you, I had heard it through Letter Kenny. And if you're not familiar with Letter Kenny, get on Hulu and watch it and thank us later. Trust me. Mm-hmm. But I, I I didn't wasn't familiar with the breakdown of the flavors and it honestly frightened me as i read it at first (laughs) i know canada has some weird stuff but this is pretty wild this seems very american am i right it does that's a great point (laughs) it does yeah who because this is stuff they make fun of us for yeah they're getting away with it and thanks to the brunch breakdown we're making this country aware well all you got to do is look at like the cereals that we rated a couple (laughs) weeks ago we're like where they clearly were just like oh well we make this cereal this cereal let's throw them in the same box smash up everybody will love it (laughs) yeah like that's that's a fantastic point by you that's the spirit of what we're looking at right here um these don't even like a lot of, especially for fast food joints, like part of the reason or part of the way they draw you in is because like the marketing and like what you see in the commercials and what you see on the ads and, and, and whatnot is like, it appeals to your senses so much that you like just have to try it. These look awful. <laughs> <laughs> They, they they do not look good at all. No, they don't. You're right. The picture of these, they look burnt and wet <laughs> for some reason. They look like they're sweating. I found a second photo of them. They look the exact same way, often with nuggets of chicken. You'll find them marketed with a dipping sauce of some sort, a variety of dipping sauces. No dipping sauce available here because apparently you don't need it. Well, every dipping sauce is already part of the batter. All that's missing is ranch. If you're if these are in America, you're getting free ranch with it. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what you even could do in terms of a dip, but uh I don't know. I don't know, Chris. I'm I'm fascinated. I'm interested to try them, but ultimately barbecue, ketchup, sour cream and onion salt and vinegar see the sour cream and onion is where i i get confused the other three i'm like yeah like a salty sweet type of deal can work but then sour cream and onion doesn't really make sense to me i feel like i and i don't know why but i feel like the chips i feel like i would like the chips Mm -hmm. and i feel like i wouldn't like the nuggets that's a fair point because yeah, and sour cream and onions usually pretty potent, right? Yeah, you know, barbecue, ketchup, even I assume are a little bit more mild. Salt and vinegar can be vinegar can be pretty potent. Sour cream and onion definitely is. Ooh, I'd be willing to try these. And if our friend Michelle up north is listening, hook up <laughs> you boys. Yeah, we we she helped us out with Boston pizza years ago on the Chris and Dan podcast. That's right. And and for, we had no idea there was a Boston pizza chain primarily up in Canada. Up in Canada, <laughs> we're like we don't even know what Boston pizza is. <laughs> um, I want some all dressed nuggets, and I'd like some all dressed chips. You're right. I, I, I'm with you. I think I'd be okay with chips. I'd be willing to try these but I don't think I would like them. Yeah, 100%. I'd be willing to try them. I would. Um, 
But yeah, I'm going to rule against. I'm going to say Burger King is guilty here of stealing something that's probably pretty good and making it pretty bad. I'm I'm going to rule in, in the same way, uh, uh, ruling guilty for Burger King stepping stepping over the line that they shouldn't be crossing there with these all dressed nuggets, um, willing to try, but not willing to let you go free and walk free. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Next on the international edition, Dan. Oh boy. Tell me about this. This one I want to looking at here for last, because this is just pure magic at its best. Pizza hut. Now, you see some of those fast food chains, right, that'll sometimes be in the same building, share a building uh, every once in a while. Taco Bell does it every once in a while with KFC even. Long John Silver is because they can't stand on their own feet because they're a bunch of garbage. (laughs) They got to share rent with somebody. Um, This is one where you could sometimes see it. And little did we expect this could ever happen in real life. Unfortunately, once again, it's only happening in Canada. This is a collaboration between, and I hope for the folks listening that you've got a napkin to catch some of the drool that I'm about to throw your way. This is a KFC and Pizza Hut collaboration. It is Pizza Hut's KFC popcorn chicken pizza for a limited time only in Canada. And just to run this down for you here, this is, (laughs) oh man, it's KFC gravy topped with cheese, sweet corn, and yes, of course, crispy KFC popcorn chicken on a delicious pan crust. I mean, it looks exactly how I spoke it to you there, Chris. It's all on a pizza. What do you what do you think here? Is is Canada on, Canada onto something or have they just completely lost their minds? Not one of these ingredients sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Not, you lost not, me a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like pizza on its own, great. Chicken on its own, great. Corn on its own, great. And I'll put gravy on a whole bunch of shit, but boy, oh boy. Um, once again, it doesn't look good. Yeah. It, like it, no. it's, it looks like, if you're not watching, it looks like a pizza that's growing stuff out of it. Like there's like these mounds of chicken, fried yeah. chicken that look like, like little pizza tumors. <laughs> and then like, there's no, there's no sauce underneath the cheese's gravy. That's disgusting. Correct. It looks like it could be the surface of a planet. <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> I think if you took away the crust, and you're just like, what is this? <laughs> oh, that's that's uh, that's Neptune. Yeah. Clearly, Neptune. I can see. I recognize this is, the surface. This is another one, Dan. I I feel like every time we've done brunch court, I've had to ask this question. But who was asking for this? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. And I I I don't know if this is one of those things where it looks nasty but tastes great. Those things exist in the world. I don't know if this is one of them because KFC's popcorn chicken is legit. I can't tell you the last time I've had it or the next time I'll have it. (laughs) Maybe the next trip to Canada. But 
<laughs> I remember it being good. I do, I do recall that. I think just the idea of popcorn chicken's fun. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm glad they didn't put the all dressed nuggets on top of this oh, pizza, Jesus. or else we'd be filing a lawsuit on behalf of brunch lovers and food lovers everywhere. But oh, I, I'm scared. I'm scared that I would try this and like it. I am. I'm just going to say it. I'm afraid that it, it, it based on the ra- the ratio of the gravy. <laughs> The gravy, hey man, the gravy ratio is always crucial. There's your next shirt. There's your next shirt. It is. It is. The gravy ratio is crucial with everything that involves like, gravy. The design needs to be like gravy and then over gravy. That's what it needs to be. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I kind of think I'd like this. I do. I think it's wild. I think it's fascinating. I don't think we need it, but I think I'd like it. I think I'd like a slice of it. Oh, that I'm disappointed in you. Dan. Yeah. I don't like I don't like that at all. <laughs> and like again, this is something I ask every time we do this brunch court thing. Like adults sat in a boardroom and right. they came up with this. Well, or do two they have two boardrooms, Pizza Hut and KFC? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're like their forces combined. Yeah, like the brightest minds at KFC and Pizza Hut came up with this. Or do they just like Higher college interns and like they're the ones that make this shit up. They're putting up with yeah, they're coming up with the ideas. Well, like, yeah, like we had that a couple of weeks ago where like someone's kid is coming up with some of these food food ideas. Um the one thing that's crucial and not, not easy to tell based on this photo is that if I'm having this, the popcorn chicken can't be falling off easily. It needs to be under. The cheese, because it but looks it's, like it's just sitting on top of it, and that would just be a mess. It needs to be. I'm hoping it's just done for marketing purposes. That needs to be solidified under cheese, so it's not rolling off my pizza and then eventually rolling off my plate. Yeah, and those don't even look like. I remember popcorn chicken is like smaller. Yes, those look like like they chopped up chicken tenders and just dropped them on a pizza. And like you're right, like if you pick up a slice, like if they if they are that big, your slice is never going to stay together. Right. So that's the concern. That's the concern. We'll try to get some realistic photos. And again, look for our, our friends north of the border from Canada. If you can get your hands on KFC popcorn chicken pizza from Pizza Hut, send it our way. Michelle, if you're listening, do us a solid. Grab a slice of that. We need a full review. Uh, I don't know if popcorn chicken, maybe they have bigger, big popcorn up in Canada. Not really sure. But uh, I'm going to rule in favor of this. I'm going to let it slide. Um, maybe you put them on probation just to keep an eye on them, but I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let, I'm going to rule in favor. There's not a lot of things I wouldn't try once, uh, but that doesn't mean I support it. (laughs) And it's a great point. So I, I am ruling guilty. I, I am not ruling in favor of once again, the adults that came up with this. Yeah. I can't, I can't excuse this type of behavior. That's fair. Guilty. That's fair. Well, that's another edition of Brunch Court International Edition. It's fascinating every time the amount of food that's coming out there, and hopefully, people are enjoying it as much as we are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you find this stuff. It's very impressive. Oh, yeah, I can't can't give up those give up those details and those secrets. We that's gotta. I, I feel, I've just assume it's like exclusive to somebody who lived that grocery life, and they know that they knew know the food biz a little bit. Yeah. higher at a higher level than the rest got the of us. In, got the inside scoops in there everywhere yeah those are behind closed doors it's impressive it's yeah. impressive well dan 
we've reached the end here. Let's talk about the music we're listening to. We are. Fascinating. We've talked a lot of music already here today, but let's talk about what we're listening to. Uh, I'll get it kicked off for you here this week. One of my favorite bands, out of nowhere, decided to release an album last week. And it was a wonderful delight and a wonderful surprise. And I'm talking about Group Love. Love to see it. Yeah, you love to see it. Uh, Their brand new album called This Is This, which is just an amazing title for an album. (laughs) This Is This. Uh, They actually, quick sidebar, they did a collaboration with a brewery, which is amazing. Bands and breweries, hello, Steel City Wheelhouse. Um, (laughs) And the beer is called This Is Beer. And I love it. (laughs) It sounds like one you would enjoy. (laughs) I've been drinking drinking that for weeks, Dan. (laughs) That's perfect. Uh, anyways, uh, the album, this is this, uh, dropped, like I said, kind of out of nowhere. And, uh, the single off of it is called deadline. Uh, it has that catchy kind of groovy, almost upbeat, uh, vibe to it that you'd expect from anything that group love really, uh, creates. So kind of a funky tune pattern to it, but I, I love it. It's, it's classic group love. I love this sound. I love that they're coming up with no music so quickly. Their last album is not that old. I think it's just over a year old. So uh, Deadline from Group Love to kick it off this week. Nice. A big week for you then. It is. That's exciting. Week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, water Parks. Hell yeah. Oddly enough, The Sounds of Brunch sent me to Water Parks. And they released a song last year called Low Key as Hell. And I just randomly stumbled upon it. It's very catchy and I really enjoy it. And the very opening lyric like hooked me immediately. I love the song. They say, I just cried into a shirt I could never afford last year. Oh, that's beautiful. And I was like, I want to know what else they're going to say on this song. It's just like, yes. I don't know, something about how you bring people in at the beginning of the song. Uh, I loved it. So I've been listening to that. Uh, this week and I wanted to throw it on water. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I love water parks. That's a great, great pick there. Um, Next one up for me is from shade and people are probably familiar with shade. It's actually spelled Chris Gates special S H A E D. Um, But you're familiar with trampoline from shade. It was on the radio all for a long time, been on Apple commercials and things like that. Uh, They partnered up with uh, a guy that goes by the name of two feet. And they released a song called, (laughs) I just see the look on your face. It's wonderful. Uh, Part-time Psycho is the name of the song. Um, It's a a great uh, indie pop track ahead of their release for their upcoming album in May, which is super exciting. Uh, And actually a really cool thing about this song is it kind of sheds light on mental health awareness and portion of the funds from the sales of the song are going to a call-in line for teens to get support in that area. So awesome job on, on their part uh, to team up for something like that. But uh, part-time psycho, it's a really, it's a really good song. Indie pop. If you love that, if you love anything you've heard from shade in the past, part-time psycho is a good one. I like it. Two feet, two feet. We've all got them. Better than, better than one foot. Better than one foot. (laughs) Um, Meet Me at the Altar was who I put on the playlist last week. And I mentioned last week that they reminded me uh, of a band called Settle Your Scores. And because I said that, then I was thinking about Settle Your Scores all week and I decided to listen to them. I honestly don't know if they're even still a band anymore. 
but they put out an album in 2016 that was very, very good. And my favorite song on the album is "If Loose Lips Sink Ships." Oh my gosh! Then dude. you're then you're the Titanic. Wow. It just holds so many flashbacks. As soon as you started to say that song, it was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's about five years old, but I just, I just love that song. And uh, thanks to last week, really sent me to some music for this week, uh, which I I suppose I'm appreciative of, but I'm going to put that on there. It starts off with like just a Moog and then the Moog, just rips into like the heaviest open to a song you possibly have. I love it. I just, that's fantastic. Fantastic pick. Loving this playlist. Um, Last one for me this week, I've actually been meeting to kind of put this on the playlist for the last few weeks. There's just been too much other good music, but friends of the program, Daft Punk uh, retired a couple of weeks ago uh, after being together for 28 years. And these Two dudes are the EDM masters and OGs of the world. And I've just done incredible work and never sought out any real fame from it. That's why they wore the helmets and everything like that. But they hung it up. They retired uh, a couple of weeks back. A, a sad ending to see them go, but they've been around a long, long time. They've always been on my like bucket list of waiting to see the Coachella festival lineup and seeing Daft Punk as a headliner. A lot of people have hoped for that for a long time. And naturally they've done festivals, but you you knew you you weren't going to get Daft Punk forever and hope that they would eventually make it there as a headline. But uh, unfortunately that won't happen, but I'm going to put one of their biggest and one of their best uh, hits on the playlist this week. One more time uh, off their 2001 album uh, discovery. So Shouts out to those guys at Daft Punk for giving us changing music forever, literally. And uh, one more time, just such a good song. I I think you will see them as a headliner. Do you? Because they're mysterious enough to retire and then come back to much fanfare in a few years. I I, I would I, I honestly would be surprised if that didn't happen. I. I can't argue against that. I, you're right. You're right. I could certainly see that happening. Um, just the way that how mysterious that they really are and conduct their business. And maybe there's, and they had like a video, right? There was a video to announce the retirement. I mean, if you're Daft Punk, you don't just tweet it, right? You don't just (laughs) do that. There's a video where the guy exploded and everything and whatnot. So there could certainly be a tie-in and a, a much greater play and, and tease down the road for some sort of grand return in the end. So I'll hope for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that happening. Um, my last one, the retro replacement for no damn reason at all, Dan, uh, per usual. Yes. Twista, Kanye, Jamie Foxx, <laughs> Slow jams. Putting it oh, okay. Do you remember Twista, man? He rapped so fast. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh my God, this guy's crazy. <laughs> 2001, man. I miss it. But Ooh. that's what we're putting on this week. Two songs from 2001 going on this playlist. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love it. And uh, we'll have to ask Didi for his songs. Um, yes. He's currently on anesthesia. So I don't know that now's the time to. I thought about him. doing that earlier today and I thought, mm, maybe not good timing. Maybe I should ask him yesterday. <laughs> 
<laughs> what his songs yeah. would have been. Uh, but we'll we'll try to find time to to Maybe ask tomorrow. him <laughs> out of that and and get those on the playlist for him as well. Nice. Uh, well, good stuff, Dan. It's, hey, we did it. We did we it. We did it. When they said we couldn't, we did it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like the Chris this and Dan podcast all over again. It's a nice little reunion for just the the two of us again. Um, Didi, I'm sure we'll have plenty of critique for, for what we did here. This <laughs> I week. know. I'm a little nervous about like Rusty with my hosting ability. And uh, nobody, nobody hosts quite like Daniel Dudley because... I don't know if you've heard, but he's like a professional at that type of stuff. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, That's what he says. (laughs) Do your best. Yeah. We made made it through. Well, cool. Uh, I guess, yeah, we can expect Didi back next week and then we'll have the tripod back for, for the next episode of the brunch breakdown. But I suppose till then, Dan, have a great week. You too, my friend. Hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy St. Patrick's day or don't, if you don't feel like it, keep the beer clean. Don't drink, don't drink it green. We'll talk to you then. We're out.